Hi, this is Alyssa McNamara-Reed, and I will be your host for the next two hours. Allow me to introduce myself. I am a certified financial planner practitioner and an investment advisor. I am co-owner of McNamara Financial Services, Inc. in Marshfield, Massachusetts. McNamara Financial is a federally registered investment advisor, and by my definition anyway, is a true family business. We work with clients like you every day, regular people that need help making sound financial decisions or people that want one less thing to worry about. I work with clients for a fee based on assets that I manage or an hourly or flat fee for creating financial plans. I am not compensated via commissions unless I have the pleasure of helping someone with their insurance needs. There are some things worth paying for and perhaps a lifetime of financial security is one of them. I of course cannot guarantee that working with me will ensure a secure financial future. McNamara on Money has been a call-in talk radio show since 1990. I love hearing from listeners and there truly are no dumb questions. In fact, I like the simple questions because everyone should have the answer to those. Just don't call me asking for the next hot investment or which market is going to outperform this year. Number one, that's not the nature of this show. And number two, I have no idea. Any advice I give to a caller is meant to be generic in nature and should be verified with his or her own financial professionals. You will hear about a variety of topics on this show that relate to investments and personal finance. We try to cover topics that people can relate to regardless of their net worth or financial situation. And of course, we try to keep it interesting. I would crunch numbers for two hours or spreadsheet cash flows because I'm a total math nerd, but that wouldn't much make for good radio. Instead, I choose to educate people on topics surrounding big financial events in life, like marriage and divorce, kids in college, death of a loved one, career changes, and of course, retirement. I once heard that it is a smart man that knows what he doesn't know. I'm sure it was my dad that said that, and I'm also sure that it applies to women. That is why I invite guests onto my show that have expertise in different areas also related to personal finance. I feel it's important to note that the opinions of these professionals are not necessarily the opinions of McNamara Financial or any of its advisors. As long as we are on the subject of disclosure, I should note that while we may discuss investments and or markets on this show, Show that past performance is not indicative of future results. Thanks for tuning in. And welcome back to McNamara on Money. My name is Justin McNamara alongside, as usual, Michael McNamara, live in studio. No more Zooms for us. Uh, are, we, are we calling it, uh, are we calling COVID over as far as in-person studio? Let's see. I, I think, think so. You think? Yeah, well, let's put it, we'll call COVID tolerable <laughs> or, or, or uh, how's the best way to describe that? We, we can deal with it. It was a long it was a long guy uh, yeah I guess it was a long COVID from a from a radio point of view but it did, it did make it stuff but yeah nice to be back in studio here uh, all right so we are talking about we're doing a retirement plan a hypothetical retirement plan we're gonna go through you know this show and maybe a couple others uh, some things you might want to talk about think about at different ages so for you for your kids um, for people you know uh, let's uh, let's get into a, a 20 uh, back into our 25 year old retirement plan all yeah, right and so by the way if you're if you're between say 20 25 and 35, listening to the show, just getting started out in life. Uh, if we've scared the heck out of you so far, give us a call. We'll try to make you feel a little bit better with some strategies to survive. 978-454-4980. And if you're 25 to 35 years old and we've said some things that you would like to respectfully disagree with, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, seven, uh, 978-454-4980. Uh, you know, we're doing this uh, t- to help people think about important stuff. Uh, but, you know, if you've got some particular questions, uh, we're pretty sure if you're thinking about a question or two, there's probably a few few other folks thinking the same thing. So don't be shy. 978-454-4980. We're live here in the Merrimack Valley today. So if you're in that area, give us a shout. Alrighty. Um, so life expectancy, we were talking life about expectancy. Yeah. So, so we've, uh, let, you know, let's let these, let these folks live to 90. What about, you know, I, what, what do you think? Yeah, one of the, I mean, at this point, may, although I know, I, I guess, I guess I think life expectancy has been going down for a couple of years here, but, That's uh, COVID related thing, I believe if we are, oh yeah, actually, I think it was pretty I think it was pre-pandemic, but anyway. Okay. Um, my guess is is that the long-term trend of life expectancy probably continues on an upward path. We do spend a lot of money uh, researching, you know, various diseases, and, and God willing, we can get rid of a bunch yeah. more of them. So, by the way, I'm I'm, I'm sorry, just out of thought, a thought, and yeah. about life expectancy, that reminds me. Yeah. The next time I plan a colonoscopy, I'm getting some papers together to designate you in charge of McNamara <laughs> Financial. Just in case. I heard so, about okay, that. I, so I just want to let you know. <laughs> I'm gonna take. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get. I get to sit in the big boy chair I, for. I, uh, I, I, <laughs> 
<laughs> for an hour? I couldn't. That- <laughs> I couldn't. Well, it, you know, life expectancy, you just never know. Anyway, yeah. m- moving along. Folks, if you just tuned in, we're talking about a young couple. They happen to be 25, but they could be 30 or 35. Uh, they're earning a $50,000 piece. Uh, piece. They're just starting out in their life. Uh, they uh, Between their taxes uh, and Social Security, they that's about, I'm going to round it off, 20000 So after taxes, they've got about $80,000 to live on. Uh, we had them put 10% of their money in a 401k. So now, that's a good thing. And now they're down to $70,000 to live on. And, and we were kind, giving them each only $20,000 of college loans to pay. Yep. And that came out to like 2500 bucks a year. So after the college loans factored in, the, the, these folks, they, they approximately have fifty-seven, fifty-eight thousand dollars $58,000 to live on or, or to do whatever with sort of a yep. thing. And so, so what we're trying to do now is figure out what their future might look like and what they have to do about it. So we got to make some guesses about what inflation is going to, how, how much inflation is going to wreck their, their increase their costs and wreck their money and, uh, and how long they're going to live. So, okay. So, all right. So we're going to live them to 90. That's okay. All right, let's go 90. Let's put it at 95. All right. Oh, this is going to get harder already. We are. All uh, right. Let's see. Hang okay. On just a minute. Uh, my software is. All right, so we'll have, out on me. Okay, that's all right. So, it's, I think we should I, again. So we try to be conservative on all of our assumptions in, in you know, virtually all of our plans. Yep. Uh, and so I feel like a, I feel like a 25 year old's living until nine, 95 is probably on the conservative end of things. Okay. Right? That's just FYI. That's 2091. We're going to 95. <laughs> okay. Not my problem. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. So all right. So we're we're moving along here. So what's what what's next on our software? What do we have to say? All right. Next up, we have. What they have, right? So I have we, we had them already purchase a residence. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, we're going to give them a market value of about about a half a million bucks. Okay. And they do they do have a mortgage. They were uh, lucky enough to get in. Uh, they put down a hundred thousand dollars, so they put down oh. their twenty percent. Okay. Yeah. Uh, maybe they maybe they had some help from their parents, or maybe they were just great savers between you know the ages of uh, of, of twenty two and twenty five. All right. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, but they did put down. Uh, so they got a four hundred thousand dollar mortgage for thirty years, is what you're saying, basically. That's right. Okay. So they have a four hundred thousand dollar mortgage at three and a half percent. Yep. And they are paying uh, a couple of grand. Oh, you know what? What's, oh, what's principal and interest on that? Oh, hang on a second. Yeah. Okay. I think I had them the last time around. I had them. Uh, Accelerating their payments. Yeah, well, let's not get too cute. We haven't talked about college yet for these folks. Okay, so hang on. So they've got this mortgage, folks. It's uh, basically four hundred thousand for thirty for thirty years. At what you say? How much, what percent? Three? So it's uh, eighteen hundred. Principal and interest payment is eight about eighteen hundred dollars per month. Yeah. Okay. And I forgot one more thing. Yeah. So they they were left with actually technically 57,500 but what are their real estate taxes i forgot to tack that on they don't have a choice well i don't have yeah i, I can what do, you, what do you want to make up yeah. for that i have them i have this as a bare bones plan but yeah, you know okay. on i would say it's got to be it's got to be at least 5 grand you know depending on what what town they live in All right, so 5 we'll, grand a year yeah th- these are the big expenses yeah. we can bulk the rest of them basically right but no. yeah so so they've got a $5,000 real estate tax that they don't have a choice at right. so so just so they understand so and it's tough to do numbers you know, when the dust clears on loans, 401ks, mortgages, and real estate taxes, about $52,000 plus or minus uh, is what's left. Shall we call that disposable income, which probably get disposed pretty quickly anyway? Or, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it wouldn't all be disposable. They have other stuff. But yeah. 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 Okay. I hear you. Okay. All right. Super. All right. All right. So what's next? Okay. So we're, we're moving down the, the path here. Okay. Yep. Oh. Uh, let's see. Yeah. We already talked about their college loans. They each have a $20,000 student loan of 5%. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's going to run for about another, what do I have that at 15 years or 10? It's, uh, yeah, it's a 10 year loan. Okay. You know, they're going to get rid of it in 10 years because they, they have they're, a, a they're, modest yeah. $20,000. They're disciplined. Okay. They're disciplined. Okay. Uh, they each have a 401k that they have not yet started, but they are, you know, just, they're, they're just getting into it. Let's just say they, they were saving hard. Yeah. They had no, to buy that no, home. Yeah. They did not contribute to a 401k. Yep. So they I, have no balances yet. I would call that unwise to some extent, but moving right along. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, they need to, I mean, should we spend some time on how they, they should be saving as far as, I mean, they can do traditional for, you know, they'll, we'll say they both have jobs that are 401k eligible. Yeah. And they could do a Roth. They could do traditional. They could 
you know, they're going to have to choose an investment strategy. Do you want to handle all that now, or should we come back to I that? I think this is, let's just talk about the Roth versus the other stuff, you know, tax, uh, tax-free versus tax-deferred. Let's just, just have that discussion generically. Okay. Yeah. So, so basically, and we won't get into 12 different names for retirement plans, but most of the retirement plans on the planet, you, you, you invest uh, pre-tax dollars or, or you invest 100 cent dollars, as I like to say. If you put a dollar in your 401k plan, you didn't pay any taxes on it. Okay, if you put a dollar in a Roth IRA, it's not really a dollar. It's probably 75 cents based on your tax bracket. So, so there are two kinds of retirement plans available. One where you get a tax deduction immediately and pay taxes later, or one where you put after-tax money in, which is smaller than a dollar, that goes into a retirement plan. Okay? Yep. And what, what's your general take on these folks? What, do, what would you recommend? Well, so the, the thing that we do with our clients is we, you know, we look at their annual cash flow and you know make a guess at their again a guess because we don't actually do taxes a guess at their tax rate and then you you know from there you would make a recommendation on what you think is is the most appropriate type of investment strategy right so you know for for a couple of kids we'll call them kids i know they're not 25 is not a kid but um justin you're getting old i know i know anyway so we'll have a couple of kids here and they're making a hundred thousand dollars a year that actually that still does put them in the federal 12% 12% tax bracket, right? So the, the, yep. the 12% tax bracket runs up to about taxable income of, uh, it's, it's somewhere in the $80,000 range. I don't, I don't have the exact number off the top of my head. Yep. Uh, but when you, you know, for these folks, they have their standard deduction, you know, if they're showing $100,000 and they get a standard deduction of, uh, of 24, I think it's 24 and change still. I don't know if it's all yep. the way up to 25 and yet. And they still get the real estate taxes too? Do they get those too? Uh, no, they get no, to they, choose, no. pick or choose. No, yep. no, no, no. Yeah, pick or choose. Yeah, and yeah, so, yeah. but you know, the, so their taxable income is going to be about seven. Seventy-five grand, uh, which puts them, you know, just underneath that uh, the the breakpoint for uh, for paying twenty-two percent in federal taxes. And so, in this case, you know, they then have to have the discussion. All right, well, you know, what's the best, you know, what's the best use of my money as far as you know, should I do it? Should I do a tax-deferred uh, retirement plan, or should I do a Roth, you know, a tax-free retirement plan? And we would have that discussion with them. I think we would. I, I have them in as as doing Roth four hundred one k. Yeah, I'm okay with that for a while, for, for, folks. I. I very quickly, if you're thinking about doing a Roth, if you're very young, just getting started, and even if your tax bracket's not that low, if you've got disposable income and you can live your life, having a tax-free pot of money somewhere down the line when you don't know what tax is going to be is not a bad idea. Yep. Okay, But eventually, as your income goes higher, okay, you might want to switch back to a tax deductible because it puts more money in your pocket if you happen to need it for things like saving for college or a bunch of other things. Yep. I, I would also say on the other end of that, uh, if, if there are folks who have said that this is a, a small percentage of the population, but you know, folks who are near retirement or in retirement who have saved plenty of money or who are going to be saving plenty of money, maybe they want to stop funding uh, their regular 401k and do a Roth because maybe they have to take more out than they need to when the time comes. So that's kind of a specific circumstance for not a high percentage of people. But I can make a case for some older folks who have plenty of money in their 401ks doing that, just as a tax hedge. You never know what's going to happen to taxes. But you know, the real question is, you know, what, what do you, you know, if you want to do the math, you know, uh, if you do a deductible IRA now at 25% okay savings yep. and your tax bracket is 12% of retirement you won Right. Okay, sort of a thing. That's the big picture, folks. So it kind of depends. But yeah, I'm, I'm good with the Roth. You're going to have them switch over at some time and just leave it there. I, yeah, so the, the software is not dynamic uh, enough we'll live, to, live to okay. change it. But yeah, I mean, okay. again, that, I think one of the things that we do we do point out, I mean, most people's financial situations don't change that much year to year, but yeah. the, the Roth versus traditional decision, you know, can be a year to year decision, right? I mean, yeah. in, in, in yeah. theory, it should be. And if yeah. you were in the, if you were in, let's say, a business maybe that where you had large fluctuations in income, Income. If you you know if you go through, you know if you're maybe if you're in sales or if you're a business owner that in a in a, a relatively cyclical business, you might you know you might be in yeah. a zero percent tax bracket one year and then you might be in you know the the thirty two percent bracket the next right. Yeah. So well, it's a, so we'll it's just, a year to year discussion. Yeah. But for these guys, we'll but just for keep these it folks, simple. leave them in the Roth. Okay, yeah. got it. All Early right. career, I think we tend to we tend to recommend Roth for folks just because yeah. 
you know, I think we're, we're probably in, if, if we had to guess it, if I had to take a guess between, you know, at, at what tax rates were going to be and where they were going to trend for these particular folks over the next, uh, over the next 40 years of their working lives, I would guess they would go higher. I'm good with that. All right, let's move on. That's cool. Excuse me. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. So we're going that. All right. What about investments? Okay. So I guess. Well, if they talk to you, I know what they're going to do. <laughs> what are they going to do if you talk nah, to me? I know folks? the same thing. <laughs> same thing. <laughs> I just won't say it as forcefully. Uh, all right. Well, it's, it's pretty easy, folks. Uh, if you're 25 years, you know, this is a generic comment. Everybody should consult with their own financial advisor. <laughs> uh, but it, but I, I, I think folks uh, should be 100% stocks in their 401ks till at least 45 or 50, if not later, depending on, depending on your circumstances. So these two folks, they should be buckled up with 100% diversified stock portfolios, and they should shove money in there and close their eyes at least for the next 10 or 15, 20 years, okay? Um, and what did you use for it? Okay, so 100% stocks, folks. 100% stocks. up, okay? Yeah. So what did you use for a, uh, what did you use for rate of return? So I used... <clears throat> A 7% rate of return, our standard equity rate of return, again, that's a conservative estimate. I know that the historical rates of return have been significantly higher than that, in at least in the here in the U.S. market. Uh, but if you invested uh, 21 years ago, just at the end of 1999, your return, the S&P 500, is about 7 or 8% right yep. now. But it, just, it just cranked over rate. I've been watching that for the last year and a half or so with this market. But folks, if you did a 20-year stock market return about a year, year and a half ago, you had a 7% return on the U.S. stock market. And the reason for that was very simple. We had two humongous bear markets, 2000, 2001, 2002, and 2007, 8, 9, and we had the corona crash last year. So you had three bear markets in that 21-year period of time, 20-period time, and the stock market averaged seven. Yeah. Which is why we use that on the low side and are comfortable right. with it. We say seven to nine in the portfolios, but you know, it, we're not stupid using seven if you're thinking these guys are crazy. Stocks are in nine, 10, 11 percent. Yeah, probably. But I guess that depends on when you start and how long you have. So, right. Yeah. And what, you know, and, yeah. and what markets are like. I mean, obviously, yeah. the, you know, the, the, the we can see that long, long term trend, things can change a lot in, yeah. a peer, you know, in, in the periods that is, are as long as the ones we're forecasting here, right? I mean, yeah. these folks are literally dying in 2091, yeah. uh, which is a lot of years from now, and yeah. so that's a lo- that's a lot of time yeah. for things to change, which is why we, again, which is why we're always going to be on the conservative side, yeah. and also why we don't just do this the one time, and you continue you continue to update it, yeah, and and you know, yeah. you know. Refresh and by the way, folks, plan. if folks, if you have a problem or a question about that, would like to respectfully disagree. Nine seven eight four five four forty nine eighty. And by the way, if you were sitting in front of us and we were doing a plan, we'd ask you to name your own number. Then we'd politely tell you if we thought you were crazy, you're in the ballpark and we can move on from there right basically yep. you know when you do a, a financial plan for yourself folks okay if you're preferably working with an advisor the deal is pretty simple it's your life and you get to make some guesses but your financial advisor will probably give you his or her guesses along the way and it's your life we'll do what you want sort of a thing yeah okay i, I you know i i feel like we should spend some time on you know long-term the long-term impact of decisions that you make as far as your asset allocation goes, right? How aggressive or conservative you want to be in retirement. Sure. And I think, you know, the, the easiest way to do this is just to fork, you know, the fo- folks who are in the, you, you know, you should be investing aggressively when you're younger. Uh, you know, I, I'll just, let's illustrate that with numbers and the, you know, the reason why we say stuff like that, right? We're forecasting for these folks about a 41 year working, right? They're 25 and they're yep. going to be retiring at 67. Uh, if they invest, right? So we have them investing 10% of their salary, of, of their, uh, income every year, right? So it starts off at 10 grand, but we do have that increasing as their, uh, as their incomes increase. Um, if they invest on that schedule and they don't take any money out <coughs> and they earn 7% per year, do you want to take a guess at what they have when, they, when they retire? 10 grand in for 40 years. Three million and change. Three five. What? Three five oh seven. No, no yeah. kidding. Yeah. That was a guess off the absolute top of my head. Three point five million, right? So three point five million dollars is the, is the rate of return. Is the is the you know the retirement date capital, right? You know that's the they, they answer the question. How much money do I need when I retire? In yeah. this case, that's three point five million dollars is what they were able to save on that schedule. Yeah. By the way, if they have to take a million a year to live, they're in trouble at that time. So we'll see about that when we get there, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, if we instead Dead. Ooh, I'm gonna change that. Gonna use eight. Well, or five. I was gonna go down first. Ooh, okay, sure, sure. I'll step. I, I'd like to just step down. 
uh, you know, just let's just say, all right, well, hey, we, you know, we these folks have taken their risk tolerance questionnaire, and it came out that they're on the relatively conservative side, and they said, oh, you know, I really don't, you know, I, I'm kind of scared of the market, and maybe I should be, a, you know, I won't, I don't want to be, you know, put my money all in the bank, but I'd like some more moderate investment strategy, you, you right? Mean, so. You mean they didn't get their education from me, they did. is what you're saying, <laughs> right? Okay. They didn't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And so they say we, t you know, they say, all right, can I just be, can I be moderately aggressive? And we say, okay, yeah, sure, fine, Mr. Client, moderately you aggressive. You want to own how many bonds? Yeah. Okay. So twenty five anyway. percent in bonds is, is, you know, that we're going to give them in this particular scenario. All right. We're going to use a six percent rate of return. All right. All right. Going from seven to six. Okay. Going from seven to six, and we're going to run this out. And it's, I mean, this is, I think it's an important. Two point eight. Hang on a second. Let's hope I run the right report. <laughs> It was 3.5 million at seven, 2.8 million at six. That's my guess. 2.757 million dollars. <laughs> Am I yeah. on a roll here or what? We don't have to finish this. I'll tell you how those guys will be okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, at six percent per year. Again, they, so that's you know that's a full what eight hundred thousand dollars or so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe maybe seven fifty. Uh, that might be. A Again, that's a that's a that's a consequential decision. Yeah. Yep. And that you know certainly could be the you know the difference between success and failure depending on you know depending on the rest of your circumstances. Again, all else being equal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let me, and, and I'll yeah. also run it. We should also run one in By the way, wh case. while he's doing that, folks, let me kind of explain this, okay? So wh when you do a financial plan, the, di the idea is you plan out your life and then see what you have to earn for a return and then see if that's reasonable. Okay, you don't start saying, I'm going to earn 5% of my money right. and then figure out what that buys 50 years from now or 40 years from now. We, you know, A financial plan starts with where you are and where you want to be. And based on your financial circumstances, okay, how much you earn, how much you can save, how long you live, okay, th that'll, you know, that'll require a certain return on your investments, folks, But if you think about that. Okay, yep. okay so Anyway, so we're just talking. I mean, about I guess they, again, that's yeah. that's one of the things that you could you could certainly make that you could decide what you are comfortable earning and then structure your life around that, right? I mean, well, you, may, you, may, but maybe you wouldn't like that life when you got there if you didn't right. about that. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe you wouldn't like your investment well, strategy if you. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, mean, they, I understand. As long as people understand the trade-offs, that's, yeah. that's all that counts. Okay. Yeah. yeah. If if you didn't like the risk, but you might not like the life if you looked into it when the time comes. So it just depends. It just depends. Right. Okay. All right. So what do you got? So I got. Uh, at 8% at per year, do you have another guess? Can you see if you can go almost three for three here? 4.1. 4. 4.5 million dollars. Oh, I missed on that big snowball. Yeah. Huh? So, yeah, so snowball. another percent per year. <laughs> wow. Is That's another million bucks. Million bucks. Yeah. At the end of 42 years. Compounding right? of interest, the right. eighth wonder of the world, a humongous snowball rolling down a long hill, getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger as you go along here. By the way, perfect. Almost, I was thought I always thought we were at the end of the, the segment there, and I was waiting for the music. But I'm five minutes early, so sorry. About yeah. That. <laughs> Cindy, no, you're, never mind. You're practicing, you're practicing your outros, yeah. <laughs> it gets bigger yeah, and bigger and bigger. No? <laughs> uh, right. So, yeah, again, that's 4.5. Again, that's a, that's a, another substantial difference. Sure um, yeah. And so, again, when, when we spend, we spend a lot of time talking about what you can earn and, you know, what the, you know, how, how that's going to impact your life. And, you know, that's sort of the, the background of that is there are, because we are, because you're, Compounding these decisions over such a long period of time, they really, they really do add up. So, all righty. So we're going to do the seven percent because we're comfortable with that. Not we'll guaranteed, folks. Yep. Not guaranteed. Okay. Uh, and uh, all right. So what's next? So we're getting, we're getting close to their expenses, aren't we? What, we, 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 we are, uh, yeah, we are getting close to their what's, expenses. What's next? What's next? What else do we have to guess about here? Uh, that's about. I don't have. Yeah, accounts are done. We only. We're, we're just. We're going to keep it simple here because they're yeah. just starting out. They each have one four hundred one k. Yeah. And. And yeah, we're going to go to their cash flow. Yeah. Okay. So, so by the way, according to my figures, they have they're living on about fifty-two thousand bucks. Okay. Because we already did the the takeouts. Remember, we took out their mortgage. We took out their real estate taxes. Okay. Uh, we took out their loan payments. Okay. Uh, and basically, their four hundred one k payments. Okay. So these folks, at least right out of the box in the first year, their 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 total expenses. We haven't talked about where they go and what they cover yet. Other than what we've talked about, they got about fifty two thousand dollars to spend on it. We're just going to keep it as a lump sum to make it simple here for the for the exercise. Or do we want to get more specific here? 
here on my son. Well, hang on a second. Okay. Yeah, I, I, again, I don't think we're going to do specific expenses. Yeah. Well, I think and it's too much. We don't have enough time to get into that and have some fun with us a little bit later on here. Okay. So, all right. So, so we're going to just bulk the rest of their expenses in one number. And by the way, assume it's equal to the $52,000 they have left after, again, they paid their federal, state, and social security taxes. They paid their mortgage. They paid their real estate taxes, and they put ten grand into a retirement plan, and they paid off their college loans. Okay, so those were the biggies that we got identified. Okay, that leaves about fifty-two thousand dollars for them to eat, drive. Is that right? I don't have that. I don't what have do you, those what, numbers. Well, I got twenty grand. Let's see. Minus five, that's We started 25. with 100. You had 20,600 for taxes. That takes me down to a little less than 80. There's another 10 that goes down to a, four, a 401k. That takes me down to 70. There was 2,500 bucks. Oh, it was $5,000 of real estate taxes. That takes me down to 65. Oh, oh and 2,500, oh, down to 60 grand. We're oh, down to 60 grand. I'm sorry. Okay, that, that, sounds, right? that sounds more yeah. like All right, so folks, we're going we're gonna to assume that these people, what they have left of those biggies is what they're going to spend. And when we get back, we're going to push the button. All right. Alrighty. We'll be right back. Market turbulence can cause panic. And you might be wondering if your investments are allocated properly. I'm Kirk Reed with McNamara Financial in Marshfield. Let me help you understand your investment strategy and ensure that it is suitable for you. Then you can turn off the financial news and move on with your life. Welcome back to McNamara on Money. My name is Justin McNamara alongside Michael McNamara. We're doing a plan here. This is the story of Jane and Joe. Joe and <laughs> Jane and Joe. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's get back. Let's just jump right back into this. So we are almost through our plan, although you, you, you wanted to add some expenses. I actually didn't. Well, no, not right now. Okay. To, we'll, we'll push this button until if it looks good, which it probably will, then we're going to make it look less less good because we forgot a couple of things. Maybe. Let me just make sure I get Maybe. my. So we, we do spend a bunch of time yeah. on cash flow, right? Because yeah. when you are when you are <clears throat> projecting into the future, you want to make sure that you have your cash flow pretty accurate. So I have these, I have these, uh, they have what, $33,000 a month? No, they have, no, that puts them over. Is it I'm three guessing they have about 5000 a month for expenses. I think you're, I think you got that wrong. My, my numbers are not agreeing with yours. Oh, okay. So what do you have? I have, if they spend $36,000, if they have $3,000 per month, then I think we're just about even okay. with regards to what they can spend, right? So, so but that does, but you know, we we have a lot of stuff that's you know we have to we have mortgage payments, we have uh, uh, loan payments, and we have property taxes all broken out. Oh, right? I did, so, that's right. I did not have the mortgage payment in there. That's right. I okay. apologize. No, no. Okay. All right. So, so what do they have? What's left after those costs? About about thirty six, thirty eight thousand dollars. About yeah, about thirty six thousand three three grand a month. Okay. After their after their mortgage. Basically. After their mortgage, yeah. their loans. Okay, their so taxes, that's roughly their, with the mortgage, it's almost five thousand yeah. a month. Okay, and their savings. Sense. My my fault. Okay. okay. All right. So so we've got it right. Okay. Uh, and so there's a couple things we didn't chat about, which we'll back into here. But I, I think we should push the button just to get an idea of folks how about how this works. So so we got all this figured out. We 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 know when they're going to die. We, okay. We know when they're going to retire. We know what they're going to earn. We're making this up, folks. It's not guaranteed, but we're guessing, okay? Uh, and we know their expenses. And by the way, we're assuming they're staying in their house forever. Yep. Okay. Basically. They're going to pay off that mortgage. Yeah. We're assuming they have no children. And by the way, we're assuming they don't drive cars. <laughs> well, they have three. They have three thousand well, dollars a month. Yeah, they can spend that. They, they can yeah, spend that. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. We do. Okay. All right. So, yep. Yeah, so, all right. So, what's you push the button? Okay. And by the way, um, did you want to explain Monty, or should I, or how do you want to do this here? Okay. Why don't you explain it while I? I, I like I like explaining. Poke Monty. around. Okay. So, folks. So, um, <clears throat> with, with the software is pretty sophisticated these days, and we're about to make a guess at the retirement success percentage for Joe Ooh. and Jane. You know, when you're guessing 40 years into the, by the way, we're certified financial planners. Sometimes I think we should be called certified financial guessers. Uh, but that aside, understand that projecting 40 years into the future is just one big guess. But by the way, if you review this plan every five years, next five years from now, you're only guessing 35 years into the future. And you, you know, it kind of gets better as you go along. And it beats not having a plan. But anyway, okay, so so the thing, <clears throat> the thing that the software does, which is pretty interesting, is we're assuming that Joe and Jane are going to earn exactly 7% per year on the money every year for the next 40 years. That's a big ha-ha. It, it may average 7%. 
but there'll be times where it's a lot higher than that, and there'll be times where it's a bunch lower than that, okay? And so, so what the software does is it looks back in history on the volatility, how much stocks go up in a given year, how much they go down, and it factors in those ups and downs into the guess. Because, you know, let's face it, if you retired in 2000, you were probably very very much in a bad shape about 2010 because we had two terrible markets right after that. You know, if you retired uh, in, 19, in in 2010, you're probably very happy because we haven't had anything. So, so in the short term, your returns will vary. Well, they'll also vary in the long term depending upon when you get in and a bunch of things. So, so the machine, how many scenarios you're going to do? 500, okay. although, you know what, depending on how long, we'll, we'll see how fast the internet yeah. is and if we can keep yeah, going. I understand, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I already ran one, okay, so I know so, the answer. So it, it, this is like a deck, we're going to shuffle the returns. They're going to average seven, but by the way, you can go broke averaging seven and you can be a millionaire averaging seven depending on when that seven, you know, when sort of a thing. So, yep. so we're going to do 500 different possible investment scenarios based on the historical volatility of the markets. Okay, it's called a Monte Carlo uh, simulation. It's based in gambling, uh, and it's a pretty sophisticated guess. So, what did, what did Monty say? Okay. So Monty, well, Monty gave us a, a and this is in. I will say that when you when you plan like this, be, because there are so many uh, things that you can't you know you can't build into a software, you can't build a real life in, right? So the, the Monte Carlo said that there was n virtually no chance of failure under this particular circumstance. Okay. Uh, and the reason is because they they pay off all of their loans yep. before retirement, and we're essentially they're just left with property taxes, and then an inflated three thousand dollar per month expense. Now, how yeah, how realistic is that no, that your that your no, you know that your lifestyle that your um you know your your living expenses don't grow with your lifestyle, you know more often than not the you know the inflation the, the career earnings don't f really follow the inflation curve right yeah. so it's not all that realistic for us to say yeah. well all right they're yeah. going to earn three percent every year on their uh, and you know that. They're just going to get that. It's normally, you know, as you get to, you know, you, as you get to mid-career, you start accelerating it further, than, faster than inflation. Yeah, and, and what we what we didn't get to here is, okay, based in that three thousand dollars a month, there's a car purchase or two. Well, by the way, two car loans. You, you're talking about a thousand dollars a month for two car loans. Right. By the way, so, so yeah. there's, folks, we, there's a bunch of things we didn't get to. But we didn't buy any new houses. Yeah, but we but, didn't but, save for college. We didn't. But but yeah. let's let's make this. So let's take a look at this and try to get a little bit more real. So, by the way, forgetting, okay, they never have kids, and they always stay in the same house. Both of those are huge expense savings. <laughs> right. Huge, 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 okay, expense savings. Okay? And if you can pull that off, you'll, yeah. you'll, you'll, you'll have an, e an easier time of it financially. But anyway, <laughs> but so let, let's pretend, yep. okay, that these guys had no fun uh, whatsoever for the entire time they worked. Yep. They didn't do much travel, and they didn't have any hobbies. They saved like banshees to be okay in retirement. Well... So in the budget that we assumed, there wasn't any fun travel, vacation, hobbies, fun stuff. Okay, so I, I think... Well, they couldn't... Well, we, we had them spending everything they could afford. I, I understand. Okay. Yeah. But so let's, so let's put some travel, some fun expenses in there that they didn't have in their life. Okay. Oh, you mean at retirement? Yeah, at retirement. Oh, okay. Oh, I mean, what are they going to do? Save money in retirement? No, they're going to spend some of it. Okay. <laughs> so let's put uh, in today's dollars... Uh, let's see, golf club memberships, boats, travel, vacation, hobbies, uh, archery, uh, whist. Uh, I don't know if they play whist anymore. I don't know. Uh, 25 grand, fun, fun <laughs> expenses, hobbies? What do you think? I don't know what whist is. Uh, you know, it's, it's a card game. I don't know either. But, okay. Uh, but my mother used to play it. That's okay. okay. Well, that's, a, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> probably tells you why I don't know what it is. Okay. All right. So so these people want to take vacations. These people want to... Uh, 25... Okay, I can add twenty five grand a year. Sure. Okay. So they they you know they live a very modest lifestyle, yeah. and then all of a sudden they're they're you know almost doubling their expenses they're, once they hit. They're going for it. They're going for it. They're going for it. All right. And, and that's their plan, just just to show folks how maybe the needle moved a bit based on this. Okay. Right. And, and we'll get to college in a minute. Yeah, and I, I think I want to point out that, that you know a lot. 
the reason that we don't often we're, we're not often in this software making this type of projection for using anything other than very broad numbers for for clients this age is just because there's so much that's going to change and it's yeah. so the, the the exercise is almost you know asking a 25 year old what their what their retirement date is it's, yeah. it's they, they we, we're like, doing a huh? big picture scenario that yeah. we can't get into a lot of details to make some points folks okay so don't get hung up on the specifics do get hung up on the concepts okay, okay? so these people were were uh champion savers and lived extremely frugally never had ca- kids figure out how much that costs i don't know what what it costs to raise a kid these days not cl- including college but it's probably two or three hundred thousand bucks through a, you know, per kid have you done any rates on that i don't know i I'll, well i'll google that while you're putting some numbers here but t- so what did monty say if we had the twenty five thousand for fun it, these people had no I'm fun i'm gonna guess my kids will be more expensive than that okay. that sounds low to well, me but at, well that's i, I don't yeah, know either all right uh Monty, well, so so we we were able to make a dent in that hundred, so it's an eighty four percent chance. Uh-huh. Now they're in there. Aha! Uh-huh. Okay. If so, they spend a bunch of money in retirement. So so Monty said that there was a hundred percent chance these folks would be okay. That's right. Okay. Uh, with no with no fun in retirement. Yeah. Okay. So with fun in retirement, they're still going to be okay. Eighty four percent is like a B minus. That's a pretty good shot in yeah. terms of a chance to retire. Okay. So shall we add college? So 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 by the way, let's back that down to. 10,000. Okay. Okay, and let's pretend they had uh, two kids with $150,000 college educations they paid for. Okay? Okay. Just take them out as a one-time lump sum. or. And they're not saving any money. Huh? Where are they getting nope. this money? They don't have, they don't have yeah, college funds. We're, we're going to make it simple. Do we have enough time to put college funds and savings in there? Or no, you tell me. It's only... We Probably. I don't know that we do have enough time yeah, to do yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so just put a... From scratch. We yeah, could talk about some other stuff. We could talk about yeah. what they should be doing from a... You know, we could talk about, you know, insurance. We could talk about estate we, planning. We, there's, yeah, there's, there's other there's, stuff we can yeah, chat there's about. There's a whole... Well, you, you tell me. Which way you want to go? Uh, I think we should probably talk about, you know, maybe some stuff that doesn't require that doesn't require so much software manipulation. That right, you're you're going to be it. standing here, kind of filibustering right. for a while. All right, I'm going to lower that 84 a bunch if they have a couple of college educations. Is basically the short story. Depends yep. on how and when, but whatever. All right. So what? Yeah. What are some of the? Th- I mean, I think I think you know, what I would point out is that. The you know when when we're talking to young folks, one of the reasons that we are we're we're pretty gung ho about saving early is because when you're that age, your expenses you know are are are, are generally significantly lower because you're only you know it's only two mouths to feed and there is no college right. I mean the, my my expenses now versus what they were at 25, it's you know they're they're vastly different. And the reason that you want to start early and you know the reason that you want to get start get started is because you 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 may not always have that extra cash to spend to, to save towards retirement right. I mean if you get started early and if you can get up to that you know 10, 15, even 20 percent per year when you're young, you're just buying yourself more flexibility for the future. And yeah. I think that's uh, that's that's specifically why we try to tell folks, you know, start early because time is on your side and, and things are going to change a bunch. Average cost to raise a child to age 18, which at exclude college, 233610 for middle income family with two kids. Okay. Or... Uh, about thirteen thousand bucks a year. Yeah, I'm rounding. Folks. Well, I don't know if these. I don't. You know, I don't know if these folks have the uh, have the ability to 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 have any kids. Then. Yeah, I I, I understand. You know, we'll have to we'll have to change their salaries. I think we'll, we'll probably get into that. I think more. We should have came from the other end and made these people look awful and made them better going forward. But that's all right. We're, 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 you know. <laughs> well, I could get... we're, we're tearing them down here, Justin. <laughs> Reality. Reality. Well, hey, they were responsible. They, they, were, they were seeing their planner they, at age they, 25. They of course, they, things they are going to look good. Yeah, their planner would have told them not to be quite so uh, savings-oriented and loosen up a little bit, but whatever. Okay. Yep. All right. Uh, I guess let's talk, you know, maybe we can just touch on a few uh, a few things. Um, in, as far as insurance goes, I don't know. Well, I'll, I'll ask it to you. Do you think these folks have a life insurance need if they're, you know, maybe it's been a long time since you've advised a 25-year-old, but um, what, what's your thought on insurance as far as, you know? Until uh, they build up enough assets to get, get rid of it. Uh, they, yeah, they should have some life insurance. These guys probably until they're 45 or 50, I would guess. I, I would recommend some term insurance yep. because if they're on a great trajectory and God forbid one of them dies three years from now, that plan kind of goes to heck. Yeah. And, you know, who knows? Uh, they have a house, yada, yada, yada. So the answer is yes, okay, but these folks 
based on their trajectory, they might be able to do away with it or stop paying for it at a certain point. You know, folks, you, you need life insurance to replace money that you don't have yet. There's the short story to, to you know, leave your, fo your family okay. And so if you're just starting out and don't have a pot big enough to do that, that's why you need life insurance. So, so yeah, sure. Okay. So we, the answer is yes. What would you do? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not. You might say, would they be okay because they're still young and single? Yeah, I, I think I think yeah. the, the the life insurance discussion probably starts when you get a mortgage, especially if you yeah. don't have kids. I, I'm, well, yeah, well, yeah, if you don't have kids, right? But yeah, I mean, will, will they? I guess this, per, you know, it, it will be difficult for the surviving spouse to maintain this particular household and lifestyle yeah. in the event that. Um, that the other spouse dies. Yeah, I mean, right? I mean, a, a diehard insurance person who didn't, who might not know much about some other parts of life, would say you need at least fifty thousand dollars a year for your insurance policy to cover the seller. Right. I mean, if you want to be simplistic about it, basically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, again, it's, it's it's the kind of thing where you you are, especially at that age, you. You know, if, if, God forbid, one of these, one of these, uh, we'll call them kids, kids dies in the next five years, that probably means a significantly different lifestyle yep. than, um, you know, than, than, you know, uh, is otherwise projected, right? You yeah. know, who knows, are they going to remarry? What's the, you know, what's the, so, you know, what's the uh, income of the spouse going to be, you know, going to be? There are no kids yet. Uh, but, you know, certainly I think when, when folks get, get into a home, there's a, you, you should probably at least have the insurance discussion because, you know, assuming both spouses like the home and they want to stay there, it yeah. might be difficult for them, you know, to, for one to maintain it yeah. on a single. A 30-year term for a chunk yeah. of money would probably be and and, and if you wanted, you know, if you're really gung-ho about having children and you had some extra cash, you know, I, I, we have sold a few insurance. Not, we don't, that's not, I, we don't actually be careful. sell insurance. You said the sale word there, Justin. <laughs> be careful about that. We've recommended, We've recommended insurance or, or at least had a discussion about it for folks pre-kids just because, it, I mean, it's I mean, insurance is cheaper the younger you get it, right? Sure. And if you get it at 25 and you get a 30-year term policy, you're talking about a very, very, you know, more than likely, you know, if, assuming your health is good otherwise, it's a it's very cheap to get insurance at that age. And if you're saying, hey, I'm, you know, I'm going to have kids here, so I'm going to go get my million-dollar term policy now, well, that might be an okay decision because it's relatively cheap. And, and if you're if you've got all your other Bases covered from a you know from a financial point of view. I don't think that's necessarily a bad idea. But I don't I don't I don't uh, I usually don't see folks going through that process until they have kids. That's just my, yeah, I guess that's yeah, my... The, the first kid does it, or maybe the first plane trip. Yeah. Uh, and when first time you get on a plane and go someplace with your spouse. <laughs> first plane your kid. I'm, I'm serious. Are well, these people have never been on a plane before? Okay. Uh, so, well, you know, some you, know, you, you grew up that way. Right? Yeah. A lot of, pe a lot of people... Oh, do. I think, yeah, no, yeah. well, a lot of people do now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I understand. Okay. Yeah, uh, by the way, that you know, so... You know, insurance is playing defense. You know, investing is playing offense. And yeah, you, you have to cover yourself against dangers, folks. And life insurance is certainly one of them. Okay, yeah, I mean, I, I'll while you're doing whatever you want to talk about, a 30-year yep. term policy for a 35-year-old 30, for a million. I'm doing 30, I'll... I'll Fool around there. You can look that up. Yeah. Well, I can try. I oh, okay. We'll say uh, those websites are—they're tough. They're—they're they're, going to ask for your email. Oh yeah. No. I know. It's, you know what? It's tough. We—we don't—we don't sell in you know uh, because we're you know we 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 don't operate on a commission basis, so we therefore we don't sell insurance. It was nice to have the uh, the ability to quote out insurance quickly though. Now now we're in a position where we have to you know we're we're poking around online like a. Like someone who's well, that's okay. It, the answer is, you know, you should look into it at that time and maybe do some overkill and buy more than you think you need. And you, and as you get further on in life, all of a sudden you'll wish you did more, sort of a thing. But yeah, you're right. You, you should do some life insurance if you're married and own a home. Yeah. Okay, you okay with that? I'm okay with that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Married and own a home. Yeah. What else you want to talk about? Uh, let's see. Uh, investments, uh, estate planning. You know, again, this is I think another one. We should at least touch on it. Yeah, not a biggie here. Right. Probably not a biggie. Yeah. Uh, people, this is a decision that people will, you know, they they like to put off, and I probably wouldn't. I probably we don't start pushing folks to get an estate plan until they have kids. I mean, I, I think officially they, everyone should probably have one. Uh, but you know, if you're a single person and you're 25 or, or you know, even if you're just, I, mean, I think if you're married, you probably want to get one in place and just get a simple will in place. Cause you want to make sure you have all your, all of your documents and your power of attorneys and certainly your healthcare. If, certainly if you own a home. By the way. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. if you have a, and if you own a home. So yeah, when, yeah. once we, you know, we, we don't always get, uh, I, I would say that people, 
are most receptive to an estate plan when they actually have kids and, yep. and they have to make real decisions about maybe yep. who takes care of kids in the event of, you know, of, of both parents passing away. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, when, when you're living together and own property together uh, on a state plan, we, we think certainly makes sense. Yeah. Okay. If you want to spend the money. All right. Well, that was pretty quick. You okay. want to get back to our... I want to get back to the college thing. Okay. All right. I want these... By the way, if these folks have... Two kids? Let, let's take out the fun part of the vacation for a moment here. Take that out, that 10 or 25 or whatever we have in there. Forget that. Oh, well, I, I put it down to 10 grand. All right. Leave it 10. Okay. All right. So, so uh, you know, let, let, let's pretend that these folks have one child. Okay. Okay. Uh, and let's pretend uh, it's a UMass education today, say 100 and, uh, I'll say 120,000, okay, ballpark. And by the way, inflate that at 5%. So they have a, and by the way, we should add, we'll assume for a moment their expenses can cover a child. We won't bump that up, but hey, it's 12 grand a year for a child on top of their existing expenses. Maybe they can squeeze it out. But my point is we're adding some reality here to this. Okay, so a $120,000 bill or loan or whatever, however you want to model it, 18 years from now, Okay. When, when's uh? When, we'll call her Jane Junior. When? Well, Jane Junior. Yes. What's that? <laughs> when's she born? When's she gonna be born? Uh, next, make it. Maybe, well, she, you know, maybe that we have to we have to have her uh, be an actual person in existence. Okay, Phoebe. <laughs> Phoebe. <laughs> Phoebe is born next year and goes to school in 18 years. Okay, and let's pretend, just to make it simple, they have the, the whole chunk of money ready to go the first year. Again, folks, if we had seven hours, we could do this in a little bit more detail, but I think you get the idea. We're, we're putting a placeholder in there that says they, they intend to pay for one, one public school education 100% for a child 18, 19 years from now. Okay? And uh, by the way... Uh, you know, hang on, hang on. You're going too fast. See, uh, this is this is part, uh, part of the issue is that uh, I have to I have to actually do all this stuff no, in I, a computer. I, I understand. I'm going slowly <laughs> here. Well, I'll, I'll you know what? I had I had to make her an actual person. I can't I can't yeah. put in a future person. Okay. So okay. she was just born. She was just born late last year. Phoebe Thank was you. born okay. on New Year's Eve, 2020. Okay. Got it. Okay. Surprise, okay. Surprise. Okay. Yep. Okay. All right. Now let's get into Phoebe's. So it's a. Uh, hundred let's call it hundred twenty thousand the, the the parents want to pay the equivalent of one complete public school public college education in today's dollars yeah call it a hundred and twenty thousand just a little on the high side all okay. right a hundred and twenty grand and by the way we're going to oh, no, wait annual cost thirty thousand yeah. okay and we're going to inflate that by five percent because I think that's the historic although I keep every year I keep saying college inflation has to go down but they keep building more buildings in all these colleges and uh, so whatever okay all right so thirty thousand dollars if yeah. we if we run that at oh that's okay we have a few more minutes if we run that at five percent inflation yeah. 18 years starting 18 years from now yeah. um that's a projected cost of two hundred ninety six thousand yeah. dollars from 120 from 120 there you go okay if we run it at three percent if we get lucky here and inflation for education normalizes to actual inflation, which I think it probably is going to. That's my guess. Uh, that's $207,000. All right, well, you, I'll leave it at three then because this is going to knock down, down that Monte Carlo in percentage some degree anyway, but let's see. Yep. All right. Oh, no, that's not going to... No, that, well, that's different. That's yeah, I could, Clearly, you're not the one who operates the software, so we need to... <laughs> <laughs> I have people for that. Okay. Yeah. Yes, okay. <laughs> so we can... I mean, we can add some savings to figure out how much it would cost for them. Okay. Uh, but it's not going to be the kind of thing where we... Uh, yeah, the software just doesn't operate that way. Sure. Okay. Okay. So model it the way that you need to model it. All right. Okay. We'll throw in some. We'll throw in a five twenty nine account here. Okay. So you're gonna do a little savings for it, but they're gonna still come up short, basically. Or we'll see. You're gonna force them to save all of it. Is that what you're thinking? I don't know. You know, we can. We can. Maybe we'll figure out what they can save and and put in a modest number and see how much they all can. Right. Uh, Let's assume they can save three hundred bucks a month out of their income. Okay. You're okay with that? Sure. They love Phoebe. They want to get started. <clears throat> All right. So we'll have... This is real people, real life, folks. We only got about five minutes, so I'm not sure how far we're going to get here. But the, the point is the, the retirement percentage is going down and or they have to think some more. They're saving 300 a month? Yeah. All right. For Phoebe. 
Okay. Phoebe and, Rose. And that's going to be... All right, we'll end that. 20, what, 40 maybe? Are we going to inflation adjust that savings, or are we just going to uh, go straight 300? Straight 300. <laughs> oh, man, we have to... We have to have them earn some money here. We don't. We don't have anything in, invested. All right. So we're gonna. Uh, I would give them. I generally. I generally use a, a lower than average annual return. Okay. That's uh, right. Because it can't be 100% stocks the whole time. That's right. Putting your four. Or five, it wouldn't be. About five. I use a five percent return. That's good. I'm good with that. And let's see. Let's see what we got. Let's see if that. Let's see if that makes a dent for us. Yeah. So the Monte Carlo previously was eighty-four percent. Is that correct? Yeah, well, we're not going to do that. That's going to be a, that's a whole different goal. A whole different goal. I understand? Okay. Let's see if we can run some education reports. We're running out. We're running out of time here. That's okay. I think the point we're making is that there are some things that we had some time to add back in and get more detailed about. Okay, uh, that, that's a bit more reality. So we should, you know, but we, we should end this for this show because we got two other shows to follow when the time comes on this. While Justin's doing that computer-related stuff there, so yeah. So the, our next show, I think it's in a couple of weeks. Uh, we're going to take a. Can I say middle-aged couple? I don't know. What, were you about 45 years old, plus or minus? Yeah, is that middle-aged? I think it's middle-aged. Yeah, yeah, okay. So we, gonna, we might, us middle-aged folks might not like it, but yeah. that's that's the reality. So we're going to we're gonna go from the young'uns up to the middle-aged folks, uh, and, and obviously probably uh, bigger houses, bigger expenses. We'll introduce some kids into this equation, uh, and uh, maybe we'll have enough time to... By the way, what, one of the expenses people spend a lot of money on is, is cars. Yep. And, and uh, one of the things we do when we get specific about people's adventure uh, expenses is to look at how much it costs to own cars and how much they have to save and stuff. And I'll tell you, folks, ca cars are... Very big depreciating assets that can be very costly, and it's one of the places we look at if folks are, are in trouble with what it looks like for their future. You know, one of the places we'll start to, to look is, you know, well, what kind of cars do you drive, and how long do you drive them for, and yada yada yada. And, and, you know, we're a we're a car we're a car country, uh, you know. And let's face it, we'd like to buy new cars for every few years and keep on going. But when you take a look at the depreciation costs on those things and factor in what you might have been able to save if you did something a little bit differently, uh, big swing in people's lives sometimes. It, yeah. It does turn it. So yep. you, get, you get there, you get another there? Yeah, I mean, I, so, so you know, just to just to circle back to, we're, we're just about out of time here, but just to close the loop on, on education saving. If, you know, $300 a month, I don't know if it sounds like a lot of money, but it, it doesn't go very far, even with a state education. We only, we only funded, believe it or not, a couple of years at 30 grand uh, yeah. inflation adjusted 30 grand. Phoebe's starting off even when we big loans. Okay. Yeah, even when we started right away. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, just to give folks an idea of, of what they're, uh, what kind of what they're, <laughs> what they're in for with college saving. Uh, start early again and, uh, you know, just, just be prepared for, uh, you know, for, for a lot of saving if you want, if, if you really, if it's your goal to fund all of your child's education, uh, you're going to want to start early and save as much as you yeah. can. Yeah, and by the way, before we get shut off here, which is pretty soon, yeah, the golden rule is live within your means and watch what your expenses are all through your life, and you're in better shape than not. Simple yep. as that. Okay. There you go. Okay. All right. Uh, what do you say? Should we wrap this up here? I think we're just about out of time. Isn't that right, Cindy? Yeah. Okay. No, we're not. We have a, do we have a minute left? Am I a minute early? You have like 30 seconds left. Oh, wow. Oh. You go for it. You do the grand summary, my son. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, hey, you know what? I, I think you just did a summary. <laughs> uh, yeah. Again, ne next time around, we'll get it, we'll get more into middle age. We'll spend a little bit less time on each segment. Less uh, next time, just because I know we've gone over some of the big picture stuff here. Uh, but we do. Uh, we would like to go through and, and make sure we catch catch roughly everyone's yeah. part of life. So we'll focus more on the middle age and so then you, and then pre-retiree. So you younger middle age folks with kids, uh, stay tuned. In a couple of weeks, we're going to start this all over again, and we'll have some fun. Okay. All right. Well, hey everybody. Uh, uh, you know, have a great Thanksgiving, and uh, we will be back next week.